Do I think Candy is some horrible bad person? No, I don't. But I do think her emotions go from 0 to 60 when she feels slighted in a very, very short space of time. But she's got her friends, got Mick and, and Tina, and they were, they were kind of like saying to Tamisha, stop antagonizing her, stop antagonizing Candy was the one escalating and escalating, and Tamisha was entitled to reply. Okay, she could have stepped away, but both of them, it was both of them. It wasn't Tamisha antagonizing Candy. Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on... RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT. Clank. Clank. How you doing, Dr. Tom? <laughs> Great, thank you. This is our second podcast within 24 hours. We've just done the UK one, um, but I'm raring to go, ready for the next episode of season 13. Are you excited, Tom? <laughs> I'm excited. Also because there are parallels, because they've, they've both been construction challenges. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you've got... Well, actually, let's just talk about your Instagram that you manage very, very well. If you guys haven't noticed, <laughs> our Spinning the GNT pod, uh, our Instagram, I think you're doing such a great idea Aww. in the way that you find the references but at the same time the more and more you do that the more it increases your MUA knowledge and your I'm fashion. learning I'm yes. learning actually that's what I'm really enjoying about it because I'm not you know I'm not believe it or not I am not a fashion designer <gasps> I've never studied fashion gasp gasp <laughs> so you're coming for Raja's gig is that what you're saying I am but like I'm learning so much and like it's it's so interesting to, to look into it and find like the little parallels and stuff yeah so it's, it's great and you know getting fun interaction from the queens quite often just this morning sister sister liked my comment on her oh. page that means we are best friends yes I would like to point that out she'll be on the pod very very soon yes. oh Derek Barry liked a post from me the other day actually Actually. Was it the was it a dress with a hem? No, <laughs> there may have been. Well, it Wait, was. Was there, was there a hem? There were hems involved, but it was my post about Madonna. Okay, Derek must follow the Madonna hashtag. Ooh, that's interesting. Mm. You're just global. You're international. <laughs> now I've already. I've woken up today. I've done my Zoom class workout. I've got my endorphins in me. I've had a nice smoothie and pancakes. Mm. And Tom's here with wine. Well, I've I've, <laughs> I've had. And, a, and Tom's woken up and gone straight to the wine. I've had two of my five a day today. I had quite a high protein breakfast. Grapes. Grapes. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all. Look, let's look at season 13, yes. episode 5. Okay, so free kip on last week. They had the RuPaul Mark Challenge. Yeah. I, I I did re-watch the ending. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with Tina being safe. Yeah. And I could have done with Iman in the top as well. Me but too. I really feel Tina should have been in the top. I don't know if it was her look that got her safe, but can we... I mean, Candy Muse's look. I mean... It's actually been... I liked it more than a lot of other people liked it. I thought that cert, certain use of proportions actually made her look quite gorgeous. Mm. Uh, okay. Maked her? Did I just say maked? Made her look quite gorgeous. Um, I mean, that wine is strong. Oh my gosh, straight what, to my what, head. What percentage is it? <laughs> it's my third. <laughs> uh, no, it's my first actually. Um, but um, they didn't like. They they said there were certain bits wrong with like exposed undergarments and that sort of thing, and the wig looking cheap. I but. mean, we see. Not as much as the judges, so we just take their word for it. But I do feel Candy Mew. I thought she looked sexy. I thought she looked great. She looked the really, word really lovely. Is sexy. The- I was rooting for us. <laughs> I just can't believe it. I was rooting for us. I mean, oh my, how do you I was not rooting know? for us. How do you not know that <laughs> reference? I mean, I can't. I can't believe it. Now, the lip sync, everyone's gagging about the lip sync between Denali and Ka Mora. Ka Mora, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this again. I thought it was a good lip sync. She knows she knows how to dance. She knows her body. She knows her movement. You know, mm-hmm. like she'll be fierce in a club. But people are going to the point where they say, oh, my God, she is the best lip sync that we've ever seen in the show. Y'all need to calm the hell down. You know, Y'all need to take a step <laughs> down. From, I don't know what the hell you guys are on. The answer was no. <laughs> it is not the best lip sync that we've seen on the show, period. She's not the best lip sync assassin that we have. She's really good, oh, though. Yeah. And it was a very good lip sync. But I was entertained. I was entertained. Oh, some of these people who are who are throwing these out there, I mean, it was a good lip sync. People right, love superlatives. To, people need to sit, sit their ass down. <laughs> I think before you start throwing around labels like lip sync assassin, think about Coco Montrese. 
Think, think about Trinity K. Bonet. Think about Trinity K. Think about Evie Oddly versus Brooklyn Heights. Think about Darian Lake. Darian Lake. Okay. She was a great lip syncer, I okay, thought. Okay, Tom. <laughs> Tom, now you need a she, situation. She actually qualifies as an assassin, though, because she, she survived three. I thought she was good. I thought she was good, but she's not an assassin. She doesn't come to my mind when I think, like, oh, she's going to murder. She gonna sent murder home Magnolia someone. Crawford. So, you know, that oh. speaks for itself. Sorry, I forgot about that. Then, yes, of course, <laughs> Darian Lake should be on top. So let's go on to this week. Now, I actually want to... I love this. I'm here for the drama. Yeah, I'm here for. Drama. I'm here for the egos because I want to dissect it. Yes, Tom, I want to mm-hmm. dissect it. I want to get right in there. I want them to assert their dominance. Now, let's talk about this candy moment that happened straight after the main stage. Now, let me just give you all a, a, a quick brief on what happened. Mm. After the main stage, the girls are sitting down having a kiki in the kiki corner and Candy was saying that she didn't agree with the people in the bottom. She actually, and she names Elliot. She Mm -hmm. says, Elliot, you should have been in the bottom. Now, I just want to talk about this. Do you remember in the first second episode when yeah. Elliot came for Candy? Mm-hmm. Remember she's like, oh, because Candy's like, yeah, well, she was my drag mom, my drag sister, whatever, who was on the uh, About Aja. Aja. Yeah. Aja. And then Candy was like, oh, but are you worried? Because usually they're one of the first to go, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. because the Brock, I, I remember now, Brock yeah. Ally and Laganja. <laughs> I mean, with the exception of, of Aquaria, who won. Well, Laganja made it midway and had a win and drip out. But, yeah, so I think Candy took that as someone coming for her. Now, I remember saying in the moment, Candy, for someone who's bowdy-bowdy and someone who's like, you know, I'm, I'm quick to cut a bitch, mm-hmm. she actually had no response at that moment. She was actually caught off. Yes. And, like, usually... Like, for example, if there was Bianca, you'd be your ass would be handed to you straight away. <laughs> she would you, uh, you you wouldn't finish your line. She'd come for you. She'd shut you up. She'd have but, lacerated you deeply. But Candy had nothing to say. Now I'm wondering if Candy's held that grudge because Candy was a bit like she was taken aback from it, and mm. it looks like weeks after she's finally found <laughs> some reason. She's found some reason where she can. Put her back down. Like and about a, that thing you said high. the other day. Yeah. Remember three weeks ago? I don't know what you said, but I remember what I felt. And like, I'm just, yeah, it really hurt me. I think that's why she's coming for Elliot because of that grudge. She's holding the grudge for Elliot coming for her. I think, I think um, Candy has a lot of endearing traits, but I think we are seeing that her self-esteem is a little bit fragile and her confidence fluctuates massively depending on the situation. We remember... Um, her first time on the main stage, actually, her confidence seemed to evaporate when she was in front of the judges. Exactly. But then last week, because she was riding high and got a lot of praise from the judges, she has returned to bowdy bowdy mode. Mm. Um, and this is is she she's projecting in a fairly indiscriminate way now. I think, and I think she's she's that inner critic that I'm sure that she has is projecting outwards and she's becoming a little bit attacking of people like Elliot. Now, Tamisha, she didn't specifically step in to defend Elliot, although she kind of did actually in the untucked, remember? Um, no, she didn't. She never stood up for Elliot. Somebody got annoyed with, with Candy coming for Elliot. No. No, no. Okay, I think you're. I think you're mixing this up with the UK with Ahura and. Oh, Veronica probably, Green. probably. Yeah, but um, thank you. Um, <laughs> Tamisha though gets annoyed and feels really slighted. Um, when Candy says that Simone is kind of, she kind of phrases it a bit off and says Simone's like her only competition or the strongest competition. Tamisha's like, no, 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 no. We're all competition, and you need to bring it down a little bit. Moo. I think she said boo, but misspoke. Oh, I, I thought she goes, <laughs> I don't think she, she was no, calling no, her no, moo. She, she called her a cow. She did not no, call well, her But she goes, now I've got to bring it down now, moo. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh my God, like, moo, she calling her a cow? I was like, well, what's yeah. happening here? But you know, like maybe she didn't, but like I, in my mind, that reality is much mm. better. It's, it's much more drama. <laughs> Let's just look about it. Because, because Candy... She's giving herself permission now that she's high. Yeah. That she can now say, oh, you know what? I'm better than you. I was high. I want you to remember that. And you should have been in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, you were in the judge. I didn't see you sitting in the Like, where did that come from? It really did come out of nowhere. It's classic low self-esteem stuff. And let's just her, remember... When- when people sometimes when people with really low self-esteem because their inner critic is very harsh on them it can equally come out and be harsh towards other people when they feel like they're in a position to do so so like you know i think a lot of people have been coming for candy and saying oh no she's a terrible bitch blah 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 she's not she's just a bit rattled by the competition and we're seeing the fluctuations yes we were 
I mean, you say something about in the beginning where her confidence evaporated. We're going to see that again. I'm and then it comes when she's doing well, but when she's not doing well, she's at the lowest mm-hmm. because she was, she should have, she would have been in the bottom and that with Gottmik and mm-hmm. she would have lip synced that time. And in the untucked, she was crying. She was. Like, now for her to go from that to being like, ha, ah, y'all should go home. Like, she, it's too extreme. I think it's either she's one of the worst and she's like hard on herself and she's mm. very, very sad and woe is me. Or she's like, bowdy, bowdy. I think Candy, she's a really young queen. I think maybe as she goes through life, she'll learn to try and put herself in other people's positions. And she'll learn to remember, ah, that's how I felt when I was low. It's really not nice to be kicked when you're down. You know? Exactly. Um, so uh, let's see how this episode goes because it, they set up at the beginning Tamisha said basically well I think in her direct to camera she's kind of like well let's see what happens this week kind of thing let's see what happens when I'm high and you're low yes but I guess everything's working in her favour this week because it is a sewing challenge my question to you Tom is Iman when she jumped in mm. when uh, Candy was saying Simone was her biggest competition. Mm-hmm. Do you think she took it a bit too personally? Possibly. I th- because I th- she was just saying that my biggest competition is Simone. She didn't say that they were. But maybe by saying that, she's saying, you guys aren't my competition. I'm sorry. Like, this is my only competition. You guys aren't worthy. And I think that's... Do you think that's what Iman heard and that's what made her and, kind of come in the attack? I I, th- I think, you know, we've seen Tamisha kind of sit back and observe quite a lot. And I think Tamisha's getting to the point now where she's sussed people out and she feels a bit more confident, you know, drawing on her decades of experience and the sense of authority and maturity that she brings. And she's more she's happier now to kind of like speak to some of the girls as if they were the children in her drag house, I think. And nobody nobody would disrespect her like that in the house of Iman and she's not going to tolerate it in RuPaul's Drag Race either. Yeah, I mean, Tamisha, Iman just came for you. <laughs> shoulders, shoulders, shoulders. <laughs> so watch out. Yes, yeah, so I want to talk about the mini challenge. I don't want to talk about the mini challenge. Well, I really don't want to talk about it, but can I just say that it made me cringe? Anything involving adult babies makes me cringe. It's... It's like, even the moment, do you remember there was that, who was, who was it? It was the crybaby, it was oh, Eureka. Eureka. Even that made me really, really cringe, like seeing grown people act like babies and to see a whole room of them do yeah. that, I just felt so, so super cringe. I'm like, yeah. oh, it was so awkward to watch. I mean, how how awkward would it be to be performing that? Oh, I, I mean... I, it, it, let's just move on from it. I mean, Lala won it, but she didn't seem to get any kind of advantage in the competition. No, she won like a 1500 gift oh, voucher. That's um, nice for nice Lala. Yes, it, it's really, really cool to see the difference between UK and US. Like UK, they do a lot of prizes and uh, sponsorships, obviously, US, yeah. product placement. You don't see that in the UK, do no. you? No. It's like, well done. Yeah. Well done. Here's a Rupita badge. <laughs> yes, yes, you can sell it online. You finally find it on eBay. <laughs> now, this week's Maxi Challenge, the girls at the bar. Mm-hmm. This it, Welcome to the basic ball <laughs> again if you guys haven't seen it please google bob the drag queen doing the basic ball it was is, on um black lady live. sketch show yes yeah. it's amazing you have to watch it now this week they're throwing a bag ball so they got to come up with three magnificent looks now it, this has become more of a trend having the balls very early in the competition when you got a lot of girls because we're gonna have to go through 36 looks today it used to be that balls came later you know like the bitch ball the jewel ball the money ball, they tended to be when you had four or five girls and you could really like soak in like about 15 looks. Yeah. Uh, but now, I mean, this is crazy. This is going to be a lot, isn't it? I mean, it? we just met or... and this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but let's give it a go, Tom. <laughs> let's give it a go. Tom, don't act like you ain't excited. You're like queefing over there. He's like, oh, so many looks, you know. I don't know if you guys don't know this, but Tom's not an MUA. I'm not an MUA. I'm not a fashion designer. Or a fashion designer. I no. mean, it's a shock. Guess. I'm not a hairstylist either. <laughs> He's not even a podcaster. <laughs> you don't even do that well, do I you? was sleeping rough till yesterday. You just brought me in to join you. <laughs> so the, the three looks that the people have to come up with the queens have to come up with is a one mixed bag look which is they have to come up with a punny bag look mm-hmm. uh number two 
uh, the second look is the money bag ball, which is opulent. Mm-hmm. You own everything. It's like a boss has boss has look. And then the third look they have to create from scratch. So they need to design and create a show stopping look made entirely out of bags. Mm. What do you reckon about that? What like so the fir- the third two will be brought and the third one will be made, won't it? Yep. That's the convention now. Um so I guess like the punny one will be interesting. I think they'll there's room for lots of campy things here, isn't there? Um you know, you can there's a there's a world full of of plays on words with bags, isn't there? So yeah, like the ones under it. your eyes, Tom. <gasps> just walk out like there. I've I've got concealer on. Congratulations, Tom! You are the winner of this challenge. <laughs> no, so the, we know that the sewers are Tamisha, Iman, uh, Tina Burner, mm-hmm. Olivia Lux, Elliot, and Utica. Those are and the ones who can sew. Ro- Rose seems to be quite confident with the sewing machine as well. All right. Yeah. Cool. Does she tell you? Are you looking at your phone there, texting her? Hey, girl. Do you <laughs> do you sew? And Got Mick seems to have confidence with like. At least designing. Mm-hmm. She starts helping out Simone, doesn't no, she? No, there's always one every season, isn't Aww. there? There's always one, and it's probably more than one in this season, who says the three words. So we've just had Tia Coffee say it. We've just had Tia, tea Coffee, yes. And then confirm it. <laughs> and now actions. we've got Simone, a front runner, a fashionista, a this, fashion girl. This is particularly mind-boggling because Tia is... A performer girl, isn't she? Exactly. She, she sings. She's in a drag girl group. She's very much uh, a, like to entertain a, a room kind a of girl. A nighttime host. She's yes. funny AF as well. Not that Simone, Simone is hilarious. But Simone and is charming, a fashion girl. But that's her bag, like, isn't it? You know, she's sisters with Gigi Good, and they, they're known for their looks. Now, how are you a fashion girl, but you don't sew? I do find it very, very interesting how this could happen, also knowing that she's coming to Drag Race. It's like saying, I'm a lip-syncing assassin, but I can't dance. I, I mean, I say it every time. Girls have won with a hot glue gun in a dream, but they're in the minority. And the producers. A dream and the producers on your side. <laughs> yes, okay? yes, you're right. Adodolano. I don't know how that can happen, but yes, she can't look. And even for Simone, like, she is blessed to have such a petite body. And a like, beautiful all face. She, exactly. All she needs is a piece of fabric. And then it's, it's fashion. It's it is. fashion. The thing that interests me as well is that how can you be so into fashion and this also drag be your livelihood and not pick up a little bit along the way about how to construct an outfit how does how does it happen i don't know i don't know what i mean I, i'm completely baffled by that i mean, I mean i'm having a siege a spelling <laughs> spelling i mean how do you i don't i don't get it i don't get I, maybe more will unfold that will make us understand but i mean a lot of these girls do have day jobs don't they so maybe she's just not got the time and she's never had the time to learn or perhaps the resources to get lessons so we'll certainly cut her some slack but i'm interested i would like to know how this happened can we just give props to lala re like yeah. she is the queen of the talking She's adorable. entertainment. She makes me feel so good. She makes me smile and laugh. She just projects energy. She, I mean, I want more of her. I would yeah. love to go to one of Lala Ree's show. She's lovely. And I guess that leads us on to, I, I was really interested when um, it was actually uh, Utica who started helping her with the sewing machine. I was like, we've been told that Tamisha's her drag mother. Shouldn't Tamisha be helping her with that? But then they get onto that a little bit in the sense that Tamisha did put her in drag for the first time and they do have um that kind of bond which i guess is unbreakable but they've actually not been close for years have they no they haven't speaking in years Doesn't speaking sp- <laughs> are you drunk <laughs> <laughs> they haven't spoken in years spelling um, uh, they've been spoken in years. So, it doesn't sound uh, like there was any horrible fight or anything. Well, like as a, as a person who puts you in drag for the first time, your drag mom, I, w- I would mm-hmm. have assumed that your drag mother is someone who teaches you and guides you and shows you the way of how to do drag. Not someone who puts you in Like, for example, you've done drag. You've been... Mm-hmm. Would you call the person who did it your drag mom? I did it myself. I am my own drag mother. Okay, Gigi. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> but is that how? I don't think that's how it works. I think because for Bob the Drag Queen and Monique Exchange, let's go there. Monique Monique Exchange was not 
uh, Bob the Drag Queen was not the first person to put Monet in drag. Mm-hmm. It was someone else. But I th- when I listen to their podcast and I see how they kiki on YouTube and stuff, there is a... I mean, I think Monet is now the drag daughter of Bob because Bob's the one that's taught her. And they've kind of had that discussion mm. where Bob says, well, yeah, Monet's kind of my daughter, but I wasn't the first one to put her in. There's so- a family tree in New York, isn't it? Because Monet is Honey Davenport's drag mother. Bob is Miss Cracker's drag mother. Bob always says that he's got like three drag aunties slash mums, doesn't, doesn't she? Bianca Del Rio, um, Sherry Vine... And someone else who I can't remember cool. now. Those are two good names. Oh, Peppermint. Have. Peppermint. She considers Peppermint one of her drag mothers. Three? Well, yeah. Well, when you got three mothers like that, of course you're going to win Drag Race. I mean, is Bob Bob can have all the mothers she wants. Uh, before we actually get onto the fashion, because I think we need to go have a see and what they go create. I mean, you, you're right. There are 36 looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Um, I guess just going into it, who do you think is going to do well and who do you think is not going to do so well? The people that don't do well is going to be the ones who know how to sew. So I'm going to say, I want to say Utica is going to do well because she, mm-hmm. I, I love the things that she, I mean, you know, the the outfit she wore last week, apparently she made it before she went on stage. Yes, she made it in there the, the work. So Utica is going to be good. I also think Tamisha f- Iman is going yes. to do well because she also made her look last week. Yeah, I'm betting on those two to do extremely well. And, right at both their alleys and then everyone else i'm just i don't i really don't have an opinion they, on their fashion obviously they make a point of simone being unable to sew um and candy they say specifically cannot sew as well i mean they and can- lala needs a lot of help as well and to be honest Lala's getting a lot of storyline today which doesn't bode well no, I don't want her to go. She's she's such a good narrator. She's gorgeous. Before we move on to that, though, Tom, I want to ask you, like, RuPaul always lectures about you're an saboteur, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I want to know, in your profession, what is an saboteur and what are the copes of managing it? I guess when Ru talks about her inner saboteur, um, when I talk about people having a harsh inner critic, it's basically the same thing. There'll be it's a it's a kind of an internalized message from usually our young lives. Um, if we've received particularly strong criticism or abuse, we can internalize those negative messages and essentially say them to ourselves as part of like an inner monologue, undermine our self esteem, and um, yeah, it holds us back in life. Um, in terms of overcoming it. i think rue rue paints a picture that like all you need really is a stern talking to from rupaul an inspirational moment and it's fine the inner saboteur is gone in reality it's years of hard work i'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that it would take um quite a lot of work not just in usually through therapy and in your personal life as well because obviously a lot of therapies are time limited you know you do it for a few months not all of them um, and then you should hopefully learn some insights, learn some techniques in there that you carry forward and continue to develop. Right. That would be the way, really. Not saying that people haven't had their light bulb moments with RuPaul. So a walkthrough with RuPaul won't fix it? Well, the thing right? is... I, I assume that's how it works. Walkthrough <laughs> is a misnomer now because RuPaul has stopped walking. Oh, she invites you to a table. And she you, summons you. You bring all your shit with you. She's so, Yeah. <laughs> it's like at McDonald's, like number 86, <laughs> number 74. Like she's literally like, you, you, here. <laughs> that's kind of how it's going now. Well, you took out to bring her with that huge kind of sleeping bag. I think you took it so smart. She she picked the thing that's fabric, that's material, didn't she? Yeah. But it's also, you know, a quilted um, and distinct thing that will look like a sleeping bag. But she'll, I think Utica's going to do really, really well. She's going to create something big and voluminous. Okay. Like a Dior silhouette or like a, like a Marie Antoinette sort of silhouette. Should we have a look at it then? Mm. Let's go. All right, Dr. Tom, we're going to have to be very quick because oh, there are yes. 36 looks. But look, oh. I, I, will, I will bargain with you, okay? We can be very quick on the two outfits that they brought, but yeah. I'll give you more time to look at the construction out, um, garment. Deal. Deal? Deal. Deal or no deal? Deal. Let's go. Okay, so the first one walking down, what category is this? So this is... Mixed pun- bag, so it's a pun, a pun on a bag. Yeah. See how they go. Okay, ready? Go. We got Denali. So Denali is basically sort of Lady Gaga in a crash test dummy sort of PVC outfit. Yes. It's good. It's good. 
I like it. She gives it a lot of character. Is it a toot or a boot for you? It's a toot. I actually really like it. I think it's really good. Do we not have our own version of toot or boot? What is it? Remind me. I'm sure we came up with something. Well, remind me. Say it. Well, we'll just have to use toot or boot for today. (laughs) So it's toot or boot. Yeah, we'll go go toot and boot. That's a definite toot for me. Next up, we have Joey J. This is a boot for me because the longer I look at it, the more I have a problem with it. My first problem with it is why would a nurse have an IV in? Has she got a hangover or something? And then she's clearly made this pun on like IV and poison ivy, but it's such a muddy concept. I guess like she's a bit like Elle Driver from Kill Bill and her nurse outfit. But then like there's rhinestones. It's a boot. It's a boot. Okay. Yeah. For me, it looked really, really basic i actually thought she made it but then now i'm like oh she brought it with her oh, okay it's messy mm-hmm. it's a boot for me next up is la la re so this is basically diana ross goes to a halloween party isn't it um and that's it well that was the quickest <laughs> you've ever been tom <laughs> um, i'm gonna give it a toot more because i like la la than anything you know it's what? fun it's fun i love the concept of the bones coming from the bag mm-hmm. and the skulls and kind of like voodoo yeah um but it's a miss for me. It's a boot. Okay. Definite boot. Now we got Miss Elliot with two T's. Elliot looks like she stepped out of Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion and hers is gift bag. But it's basically like a lame mini dress with some ruffles. It's cute. I'll soft toot it. I think it looks looks a bit cheap, but I think that's the intention. It is like a, a 70s school ball, isn't it? I'm saying more like late 80s, early 90s. Look, let's keep in mind, this is the look that was brought with her. Elliot's... I would have thought this is something that was constructed. Yeah, okay. Elliot's reference point is the the 80s. She loves 80s glamish, those big shoulders, glitzy fabrics. There's no shoulders. There's no hem either. <laughs> we will see shoulders, I promise you. I'm, I'm giving it a... I want to give it a two. I'm giving it a two. It's fine. Okay. So Tamisha, I actually love this one. She's come as old bag. And she's in quite a chic white suit. I really like it. She gives it lots of character. I feel like I know that lady. Do you? Yeah. I feel like she's like a sophisticated older lady who will give you some attitude and you better not give her any lip. Yeah, she's like someone that's come out of a... Oh, God, I can't remember the name, but I do like it. It's a white suit that's all very well fitted. She's selling it on the runway. She's mm-hmm. giving us her character. You can't help but like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Too. Tamisha, Iman, that's a two. Now, next up, we have Simone. Simone steps out looking like Anna, <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith, if you ask me. <laughs> She's got these huge ass bonkers on mm-hmm. her. Bonkers? <laughs> bonkers. Look at them. It's like, it's like, it's like she... Um, had huge testicles and she kind of like put it up to her breasts. Maybe this is what happens when she tucks the go all the way up there. Um, I think this is great. She gives it lots of character, lots of fun. She does the stunt with popping the boobies at the end. I think um, it's nice. It's a two. It's yeah. nice. It's nice. It's, it's different. Nice. It's different. It's unusual. It's unusual. It's nice. I like it because it's also very drag and very yeah. Camp, so yeah. I got to give it a two, Miss Simone. Good for her. Next up, we have dum ba ba bum bum. Oh, it's Olivia. Well, Olivia has borrowed Simone's outfit from a couple of weeks ago. She's doing Lady Boxer. If I were Olivia, I would have changed this up because actually both are really good looks, but I think Simone did it a bit better. Hers is a bit more chic. She's got this like a million dollar baby kind of Lady Boxer look. Do you know what I would have loved? And Simone did this as well. I would have loved if they both, they're both wearing quite masculine clothing you know mm-hmm. it's a, they're in the boxing ring they're going to go boxing it's, it's quite a masculine sport as well so i would have loved them to both come down and really played the opposite of what they were wearing and being feminine ultra feminine to play against that and you know, I, I just would have loved that contrast you know, i would say to that though to me um like I think femininity is too rigidly defined and I like to see them, especially in the realm of drag, and I like to see them doing a different kind of femininity that might be associated with masculinity, in inverted commas. Um, I do think this is good, but even even the hair is the same. She's got the same um, kind of laid down braids yep. that, um, that Simone had. So I'm, I'm going to toot it. It's a great look, but... I think it's a bad fit on the bottom, don't you think? Simone's was better overall in terms of fit. Simone won this one, but we're looking at at Olivia's outfit. Simone had a lot more detail as well. Tom, again, we're looking at Olivia's. Yeah, but okay, Um, she's getting a two. I'm just comparing the two, comparing contrasting. It's a two for me. Yeah. Damn, stunning. Got Mick. 
I really like this. So she comes in in a Blade Runner-esque um, sort of plastic coat, but it's actually a body bag. And she's just like a really glamorous corpse, isn't she? Oh, do you know what it reminds me of? There's this really horrible anime called Genocyber, and there's a scene in that where somebody gets opened up, that kind of thing. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that. Don't watch it, by the way, guys. Um, it gives you nightmares. Um, so yeah, really good, like something off Dracula, really gothic and cool. I love it. I think it's really, I think it's uh, creative. Mm-hmm. It's really, really nice. It's very, very She's different. Nice. It's actually very different. Yeah, very different. I love the idea that she used the um, Tommy the Doctor here. What's that organ? <laughs> The intestines, I think. Uh, yeah, Very glitzy it, intestines she's got as well. Yeah, she's swallowed also, a lot of glitter, this girl. How it hangs down to, um, to make it look like a penis. <laughs> I, don't you think? That, that, I, I think this was all intentional. I think Gottmik's very, very clever. She's and because of all girl. of these elements, I really love it. The hair looks like it was borrowed from the... What's the name of the creature that comes out of the TV? Oh, the ring. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. she comes out. I, I really <laughs> thought that she borrowed her face. I love this look. Great overall. Spook, spooky gothic fun. What about Miss Rose? Again, she's giving uh, a nod to her Scottish heritage. Yeah, and she actually does a Scottish accent when she's describing it, doesn't she? She looks like a, a lovely Highland belle, doesn't she? Um, it's great. It looks well constructed. It's stylish. She's got this kind of mini dress take on it. I, I always love a pair of knee socks. Who doesn't? Um, and the, the bagpipe detail coming out of it. This is really, really good. This is very good. This is too. Yeah, very, very well constructed. And look, all I can say is it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Is it different? A bit unusual. Is it a bit unusual? Yeah, but you know, again, I don't see a him. I don't see him. All right, next up we got Miss Tina Burner, who's just doing the sh- the walk of shame. How, how how many of us have done this walk? This reminds me of Bag of Chips in the first episode. This reminds Camden, me of London. But, yeah. So I mean. I like it overall because she's giving it a character. It's got a lot of shtick and I do like her acting. I will say, you know, it's it's supposed to be brown bag, you know, like the idea of like carrying a bottle around in a brown bag so no one can tell. Yeah. Can I get arrested for it? But it it feels a bit like she's just wearing like a nude fitted fishtail dress that has a lot of bottle detail at the bottom. Yeah. It felt like it could have been integrated throughout. Exactly. It's quite jagged. I bet this is a Florence Delis. Most of her stuff is. Um, And it's beautifully made and constructed. I just think um, the concept could have been used a a bit better. I I think it's too far. uh, It's kind of desperate to say that it's part of their concept that she's claiming it is. I think she just had a nice garment. It looks like that. And was like, oh, how do I make it fit the theme? I'll put a bunch of bottles on the bottom. Yeah. Because really. And I'll I'll do a drinks and add a character. (laughs) She does every time. Threw it on and gave it a character. Because really, when you think about the concept of a bottle, so many bottles have an hourglass shape. You could easily make a dress with a a bo- or like a bottle dress yeah. and the whole silhouette is a bottle what are you um, Instagram Florence the leave with that do I will wanna, do you want to message Flo- him Florence is listening don't worry <laughs> <laughs> we got Candy Muse and she's doing a bag of tricks now the first trick she does is pull out a very very long pole from her bag mm-hmm. and the next trick she does is she brings out another thing from the bag then the bag ends up becoming a cape I really, really like this outfit and this performance by her. It's very, very good. Actually, this is very surprising to me from Candy. Bam! I had no idea that Candy could do this kind of thing. I I like the monochromatic PVC dress. I think it's very chic. Um, She looks really pretty. The tricks were fantastic. It's a toot! It's like, well done, Candy. Uh, What about art? Utica has won this category. So... Utica is giving us like a little bit of French fashion. She's giving us Chanel meets Mugler with the poodle details. This is doggy bag, obviously. The pinstripe trousers, the the pussy bow. Um, really, really chic but fun and camp. This is my favorite kind of drag. Chic meets camp. I think she's one. This is a high concept, very couture look. Everything mm-hmm. from that wig to what she's wearing to how she actually performs in the runway. Like she's committed. This girl is committed. I love this outfit. This is the winner for me for this category. Very, very good. Very so, good. Yeah, she, she gets my points. Her and Gottmik were really good here. And Candy. And also Candy Muse. Mm. Now, the next uh, category is money bags. And we're going to start again with Denali. This is basically executive realness starts to finish, isn't it? <laughs> Exactly. Denali comes out one of my favourites because it references uh, Glenn Close in the live action. You're getting... <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. You're getting close, so... <laughs> 
and the costume design in this film was amazing and glenn close played the part amazingly so it, it's very that you know it's a structured kind of um wrap dress suit kind of affair Toodle boot. two massive two definitely a two joey J. now joey J says that she's referencing annie lennox and i do get it there is an annie lennox ish vibe I just think overall the look doesn't work for me. It's a bit too simple. I don't like the pedal pushers. The color of the bag that she's chosen clashes with the rest of the outfit. I don't know why she'd choose a lavender bag to go with a red and black ensemble. Anyway, boot. I'm sorry, Joey. I liked the. I liked that. I thought that the fit was nice. I think that she looked very, very pretty. And it was kind of our driver to me. Well, she just put a patch she on. Put, she put a, the last look was more L driver than this one. L driver with in the nurse outfit. Our driver out of the damn runway. <laughs> That's what it was. Now, Lala Ree, yes. Come Lala Ree. Come on, bold queen. Serving us coming to America vibes. Um, gorgeous. I do. I love the use of, of traditional African prints. I love how she's going bald. Um, she looks stunning. You can see her beautiful face. The bag goes with the outfit. She's chosen the color very well. It matches her pumps. I really, really love the color of the pumps because it really stands out the with the color of the outfit. I mean, L- Lala clearly knows how to put an outfit together in a way that I don't think Joey does. Like the easiest thing to do is to match your clutch to your pumps, right? I do it every day. We don't all have fashion degrees like you or an MUA uh, <laughs> qualification. So I'm sorry, Tom. These are this insider knowledge, it's a, insider trading. It's that you're a toot for Lala anyway. This Definitely is really a toot for look. Lala. It's also a toot for Elliot. I love this look. <sighs> Elliot has stepped right out of Working Girl. Oh, can we watch that later, by the she way? She looks like the headmistress of a private school yeah. in London. Do you know what I yeah, mean? But it's very, again, 80s Mugler silhouette with the huge padded shoulders, the waspish waist and the pencil skirt. Um, and the shoulders and the red yeah she's straight out of working girl love it definitely a two now tamisha iman this is cool i like it she looks like a rich lady in atlanta uh like she's from real housewives of atlanta you know okay and she's going to a business lunch that green is a bit sword green do you think i i see more of a mossy forest green but okay um i think she has done well in integrating the green into an otherwise monochrome yes. business suit. Okay, and I think she, I think she looks really pretty. I mean, I love the I love the shoulder. I love mm-hmm. that shoulder moment there. It really spices up the executive yes. realness. Yeah. Instead of just giving a suit with a yes. purse, she's got a suit with that side shoulder. But so definitely it's a two. Definitely a two. I like it. What about Simone? This is gorgeous. This gives me kind of Janelle Monae uh, meets Penelope Pitstop meets the Jetsons. Okay, I um I like it. That's all I can say. I love I love the color. That wig is a bit questionable to me. I like it. I like it. She's got a kind of finger wave going into like a poof curl at the end. Okay, well it's a two for me. Now look, we're looking at Olivia Lux. For me, after seeing what I've already seen, this is very basic. I don't like this at all. It looks like she constructed it. I like the attempt at use of a cape plot, which I do think is very chic. Um, again, something about pedal pushers just cut off people's legs and I don't like the proportions. Um, um, there's some, um, there's a, um, there's a few things about it that are just a bit off. I like the navy blue color, mm-hmm. um, but overall it's kind of like a bit off. I don't want to fully boot it, but I think I'm going to have to. Okay. It's a boot for me, as I already said. Now, Gottmik, wow. Stunning. This outfit that she's wearing looks expensive. Expensive. I want this. So it's a little bit. She's um, going to get robbed. If she walks out of the house, <laughs> she is going to get robbed because she looks expensive. She looks like she's got money. She looks stunning. This to me looks like a kind of modern take on Madonna's look in the Express Yourself video when she was wearing pinstripe suits, but exposing feminine undergarments underneath, thus creating a juxtaposition between femininity and masculinity. Nice talk. <laughs> Um, that's Moira Rose. <laughs> Moira would wear that. Well, she'd cover up the booby a bit more, but Moira, that's that's Moira's colour palette. Yes. But this is a massive toot for Gottmik. It was that beautiful. Was, that, that is probably one. Of, I mean, I haven't seen the rest, but that's probably my favourite of this category so far. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. A Gottmik, wow. Now, Rose's got a nice, simple 60s, 70s kind of outfit going on. I think here. it's, again, more 80s with the big shoulders and the permed hair. She references Bette Midler. I see a bit of Debbie Jelinski from Adam's Family Values in this as well. And I think this is... Debbie? Yeah. Pastels? (laughs) Really? 
Um, and I, I think it's beautiful, and I love the character she gives it. So a two. Good. Yeah, very, very nice. You can't. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And there was a hem. I, I did see it. How I many saw hems? It. I glanced though? at a, a couple, a few. It was good. Now we've got Tina Burner. This is amazing. Now this looks like something that I've seen being worn by Bob the Drag Queen when so, she was reviewing season 12. So I really love this outfit. It's amazing. It's Bob gorgeous. Bob loves a hound's tooth, doesn't she? So yeah, whenever I see hound's tooth like this, it reminds me of Alexander McQueen's Horn of Plenty show, which is a big nod to Lee Bowery as well. Um, so Love it. Also reminds me of, do you remember um, All Stars 5, uh, India Ferrers? Oh, yes, um, yes. Really, really good uh, exact, houndstooth look. Actually, yes, very, very good. She, she kind of looks, looks like her in this um, costume. She looks like lighting. a businesswoman with money. She looks like a bit like sort of Mae West going to a business meeting dressed yeah. by Alexander McQueen. I mean, I wouldn't approach her. I wouldn't if I saw her walking on the street. I'd be like, "Oh, she's she'd, intimidating me." She'd she's, stub a cigarette. She's out got on you. power. Yeah, she looks like she's got power and money. Very good toot. What about Miss Candy Muse? So Candy, um, I don't really see executive realness in this. This is again a lingerie look. I think Apollonia Six kind of lingerie looks are a big reference point for her. This is a bit like Susan Moonsey got a job in an office but forgot to cover up her lingerie. I don't, I don't mind it. I really, really like it. I mean, she's giving us CE whole realness. I, and that hair, I like the hair. I like the glasses and the pink. I mean, she looks like an expensive hooker. I get the joke. And I get that her thing is, yeah, but make it hoe. I think she took it a little bit far with this. Um, and I don't think she looks expensive. So I think it I'm looks saying cheap. it to toot. What are you saying? I'm going to boot it. All especially right. in contrast to the last one she did. What about Utica? Fantastic. This is sort of Liza Minnelli meets uh, Cabaret, isn't it? Or Chicago. I think it's good. The fringe, the bobbed haircut, the gold details. You could argue it's a bit too much of a kind of like dancer's outfit in a musical, but... Is there something wrong with it? To all our musical listeners, are you uh, attacking us? Are you coming? No, for no, no. I'm saying like, is it is it giving me executive realness or is it giving me an out, a, a costume from a musical? I mean, the only thing she's missing is uh, jazz hands and maybe a powder beret. But I, I think it's nice. I think it's comfortable. And I would wear it with pants. <laughs> okay. Would you? Yeah, I would I'd wear like it with pants. That, so the winner of this category was absolutely Gottmik. Gottmik won yeah. that category. Now, Tom, mm. we're going to go to the main event, as, which is the one that they constructed. This is the one that they made themselves, okay? So right. I want you to give me a bit more detail with what you see. Because with your fashion designer background <laughs> and your years of experience with the sewing machine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, tell me mm-hmm. what you think about Denali's outfit. Okay, I guess with your baggers. I like this a lot because it's very... Obviously, she's got the Mexican sort of Dia dos Muertos um makeup the crystal skull thing going on but also i'm getting frida carlo vibes with the floral print i love how she references her heritage overall this is a toot for me yeah. you could argue it's a little simple because basically it is a corseted mini dress which is her go-to silhouette we've seen her wear it tons of, but i think the flower arch gives it something different and i think that's really fun and creative okay so you like it I do. I'm going to toot it. I like it as well. I mean, it's colourful. I mean, and I love colours, so yes. And she put that makeup on in between as well. Fair play to it, all those crystals. We got Joey J walking. I don't know. What is I don't, What is that? So this is, is it, another Madonna reference because she's got the, the high top knot from Blonde Ambition. Plus there was a costume she wore in the Blonde Ambition tour, which is a polka dot kind of two piece. Um, however, she's made a mini dress here with a bunch of polka dot bags that completely swallows up her shape and makes it look like a blob. Exactly. I can't, I can't see it. I, I can't, can't see, see it. it. Everything's scrunched up in the mid and it's, you, I can't see any shape. I can't see any detail. I can't see a hem. It's a boot for me. It's I'm a definite afraid. boot for me. Yeah. And you can't get any lower of a boot than what I'm looking at right now with La La Ree. Girl, I love you. I love you the house down, but this is... This you've literally got paper bags and glued it to a corset. I don't know what to say really because we love Lala so much and I can't believe she thought it was in any way appropriate to walk out on the RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 runway for the finale of a ball challenge dressed like this. I I can't. This is comedy. I mean, the best I can say is it's like um, Rihanna 
um, had a break from her from shooting S&M, went to a branch of paper chase because she needed to get a present for a friend, fell over into a rack of paper gift bags. And because she was so sweaty, they stuck to her. And that's what happened. This is This is a moment that... She's going to hold on to this picture for the rest of her life that she was so brave to walk down in front of RuPaul in this outfit. It is, it's trash. It literally is. It's trash in every single way. There's no, there's, that makes no sense to me. If I didn't laugh, I would cry. Yes, it's, for it's Lala. sad. It's, oh, Lala. I'm sorry, Lala, but you're in the bottom this week. Elliot Tutu, you know, and I don't know if Elliot looks amazing because she walked in after La La Re or if she looks amazing because she looks amazing. It's genuinely very good because she has made a two piece and a coat out of a beanbag chair, which is fantastic. And I love this like uh, milkshake Frisian cow print. Mm. Um, it's fantastic. It's pink cow stunning. She looks like a rich lady on holiday in Florida. She's a rich lady who's a little, little bit of a, you know. She's uh, in touch with her sensual Do you know side. what? I, I, it looks like she's wearing a a kind of beachwear in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And then she's decided she has an interview um, in a few, uh, in a few <laughs> hours. And so she's got her coat on top of her and she's just leaving. It's... Uh, it's I'm again seeing kind of like late 80s, early 90s there. It's a two. It's a definite, it's a definite two. two. She looks really, really good, actually. Tamisha Iman, I was like, yay, she's going to do amazing. I can't wait for her to do well this week. And then this is quite a hodgepodge for me. It, I'm a little disappointed, but I'm going to toot it overall, not just because it's Tamisha, because it does actually look like a well-constructed dress. You can see plenty of hems and good construction all over. And they look like difficult to use fabrics as well. Um I guess there's a lot going on is my difficulty. She looks a little bit like she's, you know, uh, from an episode of the Jetsons or something. Um, There's a lot of sparkle. There's a lot of bag detail. There's a lot of silver. I'm not sure what I think of the color scheme, which is kind of like silver meets green, which I never really think works. The the coloring is very hodgepodge. Mm. I mean, I do appreciate that she's sewed this whole garment and props to her, but I kind of expect it a lot because she has worn her own creations in the past already, and they have been magnificent. So I was kind of expecting the same level with this construction design. So for for that reason, it's a... I can't. This has to be a two. This has to be has a two. To be a two because I'm disappointed because I know that she can do way better. We've got to remove our expectations and the high standard we hold to Misha too, because it's still a well-constructed garment that that's fine. It's just not our favourite. Now, what about Simone? Simone turned out better than I thought, actually. Um, it, she has a piece of fabric wrapped around her waist, Tom. Well, she's also created a bralette and it's got a cohesive color scheme. It's very Gautier, Breton stripe, nautical referencing. Um, there could be more detail there. There could be more complexity, but she's done something that's safe, I think. I mean, I'm not an expert on garment construction. Does it look like it's badly put together to you? Actually, she could have lined up those stripes on the skirt, couldn't she? Unless that's a deliberate choice. And the bra. Look, it's a boot for me because it's mm. just too simple. And thank God you have the body you have. But could you imagine this on someone else? You are right. You are right. And I think I'm looking at it with a sense of bias because I like Simone so much. We love Simone. We always Everyone knows that. But do you know, do you know on, the thing that I can't let her pass? The more I look this. at it, that, that failure to line up the stripes on the skirt is unforgivable. It's kind of the least that she could have done. If she was going to do something simple, the detail detail had to be immaculate and there's no detail there at all i think i also appreciate the idea and i know where she was coming from and nautical is quite easy to make it look chic you know it's, it's perennial but i'm, I'm gonna boot her i'm it's sorry a boot. it's I'm a boot. Sorry. absolute boot for me now olivia lux has just hot glued a lot of different holographic bags to a corset and a bra do you know what though i'm gonna toot this and i'll tell you why it gives me kind of like uh, Barbarella done by Versace. It reminds me of those like Versace jungle prints, you know, like J Lo's dress. Yeah, Versace's listening to the podcast and throwing it at a window, Tom. But, but you ever insult him? Uh, I like the color combination. I like the kind of uh, jungle green with gold. Um, I like the mix of textures. 
And overall, she's got a silhouette. She's got this kind of like high-waisted panty. There's a lot of um, two pieces, by the way, this episode. This has been the go-to, bralette with pants or skirt. Because it's the easiest thing to construct, isn't it? Oh, yeah, from your experience. Yes. Well, yeah. we know back, when, back in London, when I used to study <laughs> fashion design, talk, <laughs> I love her in this wig, though. The wig's stunning, but she's I can't. beautiful in It looks hair. like a combination of different materials um, just glued on, so it's a boot for me. I'm going to toot her. All right. What about Gottmik? This is cool. So I think one of Gottmik's main points of reference is like 70s, 80s glam rock. So this is a little bit Kiss. It's a little bit uh, Joan Jett. It's a little bit David Bowie because it's got that kind of David Bowie. There's a really iconic Aladdin Sane look where he's got like um, a jumpsuit with one leg and one arm sleeve. And it reminds me of that. And the color combination, again, is, is very kiss. Um, and she's got the uh, Joan Jett hair. Overall, really, really like it. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't understand what I'm looking at. I don't understand the symmetry. I don't get it, but I really like it. Yeah, there we go. But then. I really like. It. I think it's 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 really nice, and her body is stunning. That hair mm-hmm. is good. She it's, gives it attitude and she performs it, doesn't she? And it is such a unique design that we've seen. It's gone. You know, like she's not scared to push the envelope. Yeah, here. she's all pushed the bag here. Whereas other girls have been gluing things to fabric. Mm-hmm. She's actually created her own shapes. Like. And yet somehow the use of the materials evokes a bag yeah. to me, yes, which exactly. is cool. And, and you know what's bag. So mm. if you can create a costume from something and also reference it without being too literal, it's a damn hit. Yes, it's a definitely. Hit. So she, she nailed that. Because sometimes girls are criticized for taking it too far away from the materials. Yeah. You've got to, what did Bob say? Embrace the materials. I know it's kimchi. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't listen to Bob for a Kim, Kim Chi said, <laughs> what you really have to do is embrace the materials. Trickly. <laughs> Trickly. <laughs> okay, we've got Rosé coming in, and this is a definite toot straight away. And then she starts twirling. She's gone with the wind, fabulous. Gone with the bag, fabulous. <laughs> this, is, this is great. The hair, the bra, like the bra's a bag, but you wouldn't think so. The bag's on top of their outfit. This is really well done for me. She's another one who's really good at giving... Uh, something a character now i'm i like it i don't think i like it as much as you do i really love it i think she's going to be in the top this is a, again quite moogler fembot to me um it's also a little bit you know judy jetson hooker i will say again it's another two-piece and there's a little hint of i've just stuck some bags around my waist but at least it creates a skirt like silhouette and there was some movement and some drama i like the use of the orb part to create a a brassiere, so it was cohesive. The things I think she created the thing that the bags were attached to, like the girls used yeah. their own stuff and then glued it to she it. Made and silver, tried to hide it. Yeah, yeah, she pants. sewed it actual. So I and it looked well made. It looked very well made. So yeah. it's definite too. Now Tina Burner, you know what? This is very very simple. But then again, we got to remember she made it. So with that in mind, this is a definite too. It's simple but very good. Now again, she's got the magma from Pokemon color scheme. <laughs> Um, magma at all. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what magma would sound like in drag. <laughs> magma. Magma. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was doing a Tamisha Iman. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, I got it. <laughs> um, overall, um, it, it looks like a actually really quite cool kind of pleather long sleeve mini dress. Suits her body wonderfully. It gives her that tall statuesque quality and shows off her legs. I will say, if there's a theme in there, it's probably like fire, fireman, fire lady, because she's got the the suspenders, as they call them in the US. The, um, the su- well, that's what I call them as well, suspenders. What do you call them? Braces. Braces. Mm. That's what you put in your teeth. It's, you know, language is fluid. Um, so I think she, you know, this is the second time we've seen a fire lady look from her actually. And I think what I'm seeing here is that, you know, her constraints in her color scheme, you know, insisting that uh, upon herself that she uses red and yellow is now starting to show because she's repeating themes. We've seen fire lady. Okay. Show us something new. Please, look, Tina. I like it and I love the... It's a two. You can tell she can sew because it was very, very well made and well fitted. It's a two. Now we've got Candy Muse walking down. Look, no. No. This is just a no for me. She's kind of Dora the Explorer all grown up, isn't she? And she's in high school and she's, she's very sassy. I mean, she's Lola the Exploder. I'm going to say, I that. do love the hair and makeup. I love the Crayola kind exactly. of quality. I love that hair is amazing. Yeah. I love the hair, but 
she's literally hot glued bags around her waist and you know what's attached to something that she already owned and then she cut a bag to fit for the bra so i'm going to agree with you because um really some of these looks i've looked at them i thought you've just stuck some bags to yourself i think rosé managed to make it work and there was a sense of movement and drama and i felt like it was a skirt this does it's creating a huge amount of bulk around her because it's such a bulky bag um it doesn't really work uh I like the character. She looks super duper pretty, but the outfit I'm going to have to boot. It's a boot. It's a, it's a definite boot for me. Now, Utica's the last one to walk through and they saved the best for last. She just looks fantastic. This I mean, is fashion. She actually looks like Annie Lennox with this cropped pixie hair, actually. She looks really beautiful. And it's a quite a McQueen-esque silhouette as well with the cowl. Um, what I love about it, yeah, is when you look at the prints, it's a childish, it's their kids' sleeping bags. There's rainbows and unicorns all over them. But there's this gothic quality to the silhouette with the cowl and the train. And it's just, I love that contrast. And it's so imaginative. And she's done such a good job. This is major, major couture. I think she, you know what I was like, is the way she walked in the runway. She wasn't giving us kooky. She wasn't living the theme of that outfit. Like the outfit, yeah. she made the outfit come to life. Mm-hmm. She was like this, she was just this slender creature, couture. Yes. This is amazing. For me, look, let's look at all the queens here. And yeah. I'm just going to judge it mainly on the final looks because that's what I, you know, that's, that's what, what we'll I do. would see drag if, queens If there's anybody be. who we think... There are the two looks really, really deviated from the, what we think of the final look. Then we might take that into account. Okay. So who are our tops here? I mean, Utica, obviously. Utica, Gottmik, Rosé are the tops for me. Tina is pretty damn good as well. Oh, Elliot looks fantastic. And Elliot, those are the tops. Um, the easy bottoms are Lala and Joey J. Oh my, there is no way Lala and Joy J are not lip syncing tonight. I think Candy Muse could be... The thing that could save Candy is that her first look was good. Was so, so good. Yep, I really loved her magician outfit. Tamisha, but then her middle look was pretty basic to me. And the one that she's made here really shows how she struggles with construction, I think. Utica's won this. Utica's it's either Utica it. or Gottmik, but the bottom two definitely Lala Re and also... Who else did we say? La La Re and... Could could they decide to come down hard on Simone for giving them something so basic? Or do you think she'll be safe? Because her other two looks are really good. You can't win twice and be put in the bottom. I mean, it's very unlikely. You can when they want to give you a scare. Joey J will be in the bottom. To me, she'll be safe. La La Re's definitely in the bottom. Simone's probably in the bottom. I'd expect Denali to be safe as well. Candy Muse is in the bottom. That's it. Mm. But my pick for the win is Utica. Me too. And I'd be perfectly happy if Gottmik got it as well. Yes, Utica or Gottmik. The bottom twos we've already said. The person that should be going home, that will be going home tonight, is either going to be Lala Ri or, or Joey J. Definitely. I, I have no disagreement with that. And I think the other two who could vie for bottom place are going to be Candy and maybe Simone if they want to give her a scare. All right. Let's have a look and see what the other judges think. Less, our colleagues. Let's see what our colleagues the think. The less relevant judges. Yeah. Look, before we get into the main event, which mm. is the tops, the bottoms and the lip sync, we just had a, a look at Untucked. Because if you're not watching Untucked... You're only getting half the story. <laughs> what the... Okay... Talk what I I can't I can't. There was just so much drama. Candy versus Tamisha. Ver- uh, first of all, let me give my opinion. I think Candy is so she's a hypocrite in what she says mm. because there's a a con- she really does come for Elliot out of nowhere without being you no know, the question ain't there but she tells Elliot how it is and it is because Elliot came for her so she's held that grudge mm-hmm. I love that Elliot can hold her own she she's not intimidated at all in that moment mm-hmm. but then Tamisha comes in obviously Tamisha's in the bottom and Tamisha's telling her that well she's telling some of the girls that they're arrogant and then she specifically says well yes you Candy then Candy mm-hmm. goes off that she's not arrogant but she's been displaying that arrogance like just before she walked into the room 
For the past couple of weeks, actually. Yes. Yeah. I don't. And and there was a big, like, standoff. Like, one person I wouldn't want to go up against as Tamisha Iman. She's coming. Let's, let's be real. Because Candy, going off, being being loud, being all of that, she's the one walking away when Tam- Tamisha Iman just there going, oh, what are you, you're going to hit people, but you're not going to hit me. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh. I, d- I really did object. So there's, there's a lot of stuff here that, like, I can sympathize with, but I really, really did object to Candy going to a place where she was basically threatening to hit somebody massively object to that i yeah. don't think there's any need for it okay it's a pressure cooker in a drag competition i know your feelings have been hurt here candy but mm, and not tamisha either who we have always said will protect at all costs but can protect herself which yeah. we saw more than <laughs> she, ever. Don't, she don't need protection <laughs> so I, I think about this you know one thing that candy really struggles with is what we call in the business mentalizing especially when she's in her emotions. It's common to all of us, but some people more than others. So mentalizing is basically a fancy word for empathy. When you're in your feelings, you lose your ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And I I think that's a genuine difficulty for Candy in situations like this. Do I think Candy is some horrible bitch or bad person? No, I don't. But I do think her emotions go from naught to 60 when she feels slighted in a very, very short space of time. Um, and one thing I resented a little bit was like a lot of the girls are well, no, she's got she's got her friends, got Mick and, and Tina, and they were they were kind of like saying to Tamisha, stop antagonizing her, stop antagonizing. Candy was the one escalating and escalating, and Tamisha was entitled to reply. Okay, she could have stepped away, but both of them, it was both of them. It wasn't Tamisha antagonizing Candy. Um, Tamisha came in there like in her feelings, didn't she? Because she's a veteran in the business and she is a sewer and in a sewing challenge, she ended up in the bottom. So I felt for her in that situation. Mm -hmm. She said, I respect the drag that some of you put out there, but I do resent the arrogance. And I think she was entitled to say that exactly as you said, like two minutes before Candy was attacking Elliot for no apparent reason. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> it was entertaining TV. What can we say? All I gotta say is what can that, we say? What I'm gonna say is that you know, there's your she's obviously got some ride or die girls. You know, ride or die girls uh her or Candy's ride or die girls look to be Tina Burner and Got Do you know what I can picture? I can picture Got Mick getting a bit sick of that. Well, I just Got Mick's a chill person. Exactly. She is chill. So for her to be with the opposite, what I think is that they do exactly what your your girls do which is they'll back you up but tina mm-hmm. had no like tina you didn't need to speak up in that moment um to come at tamisha i thought i thought tina felt the need to come for tamisha as well to defend to, to defend her sister like situated that and she kind of involved herself yeah and then you did see got mick being the person telling stop antagonizing her mm-hmm. like why don't you control your girl because you can control her and don't try to escalate it by bringing go for your cigarette because it's done well she should have just gone outside <laughs> why does she keep on coming back it was a lot of drama i thought it was really really good but what i got from that drama is that tamisha iman doesn't need protecting that girl she can look after her damn self and i i love tamisha because tamisha the whole time was saying I don't disrespect you, but your attitude has been something to be dis- that yeah. she, was, she was being very specific. Yeah. But then Candy just kind of went off just to go off. She didn't need she to. She didn't need she to could go have, She could have, she could have just said, All right, what what I hear is that you're respecting my drag and you're not saying that I deserve to be in the bottom this week. Maybe I need to check my attitude a little bit. Okay, you know, that could have been how that conversation was, went. She did a Tyra. She was like, do you think American? Do you think American? I hate, do you think I American? hate going around the room and singling people out. Now, there were there were three people who agreed with Tamisha. And they were Joey, Joey J, yep. uh, Rosé, and Elliot. Joe, Rosé put it in the most palatable possible way. And actually, I think, highlighted something really important in that you can have an opinion about somebody's behavior without disliking somebody. Yes. Rosé was like, yeah, you can be a bit arrogant, but it doesn't mean I dislike you. There are shades of grey, but then again, I think Candy's a bit of a black and white thinker as well. She said it multiple times, you're either with me or you're against me, you know, kind of thing. It's like, no, that's not how the world works. We can have people that we like that we just don't like some aspects of their behaviour. I'd like to see where this goes, but that was a bit explosive. Well, I mean, the hint from next week is that it doesn't go anywhere positive. (laughs) No, it doesn't. No, I mean... 
So that's the untucked. Let's get back to business. Mm-hmm. So the winner this week, congratulations, is Gottmik. Congratulations, you're number one. For this week, yes. Week. And it's very, very well deserved. I mean, Utica deserved, but she did get recognition, but she just didn't win. The mm-hmm. bottom two are Lala Ree and Joey J, and they lip sync to Iggy's Fancy. Fancy. Lala Oh my God, amazing performance. She oh. was, that was fun. She was just like, I mean, I felt like she wasn't rapping the song to me, picking up the tips, throwing over her wig, like just being, yeah. she was being really ratchet. She was amazing. Like, she was doing really, really ratchet, and which she, is kind of like the song. I, I, she was amazing. Great expressive face. Um, you know, when there's moments when you, you just say, okay, that person has won the lip sync. It was when she picked up the tips. Oh, gosh, yes. Because, like, Joey J, to be fair, it was quite a fun stunt, you know, because the song's fancy and she threw the bills. And, like, that was a good move. But Lala's answer to that move, which was in the moment, she couldn't have known about that, was so much better. It's like, well, okay, I'm going to pick up these tips. It was so, so good. It was a really good lip sync for Lala Ree. I enjoy her energy i mm-hmm. enjoy the way she interprets the music the way she moves to it and the way she tells a story story like it was just really really good i mean joey J on her own she's also a very very good dancer she i've seen was. the way she moves but uh, she was up against um lala reen and unfortunately it was it was over very very early can i tell you my favorite moves of joey J's? that like fun like exaggerated walk she did across the stage i don't know what you'd call that but i enjoyed it a lot a walk it was like a really exaggerated one. It's called a walk, Tom. But it was like, you know, her legs went long and she was oh, low nice. and it was oh, good. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for your input. <laughs> so we said goodbye to Joey J this week. We and Lallery has stayed. So that's this week for you. I'm actually really, really excited. I really want to know what happens with this drama between Candy and uh, Tamisha Iman. I mean, she is coming for her. Well, she's not really coming for her. She is felt that candy is coming for her and she's retaliating but she's not but the thing is she's not getting all like can clapping in her face like mm. that she's just telling her how it is like i'm why are you why are you bothered yeah why are you talking why are you talking but why are you talking because <laughs> like, you were like, looking my direction <laughs> that's kind of how it is look join us next week we'll update you guys with how it goes and what we think about it but for now this is it the spilling the gt podcast make sure to follow our instagram and our twitter mm-hmm. and to subscribe basically that's it we'll see you guys next week this is bolo and dr tom we'll see you later lots of love guys see you soon bye bye bye